0: Before every episode this season, we are providing specific calls to action to encourage our listeners to fight against police brutality and systemic racism. This week, we want to highlight Dark Matter Collective, an all-ages venue and community space in Nashville, Tennessee. As a venue, Dark Matter has been a hub for DIY shows in Nashville for years and has operated out of its current location since 2019. While live music has ceased to exist for the majority of 2020, Dark Matter and the volunteers who run it remain a shining
1: example of how spaces like that can still be used to serve their community. Since the pandemic began, Dark Matter has been operating the Nashville Free Store out of their space. A hub for mutual aid in the area, the Free Store is a place where members of the community can openly share resources with no one being turned away or ask questions about their needs. As stated on the Nashville Free Store website, quote, we believe that mutual aid is our best effort to come together as a community during this pandemic. This is not charity work or a nonprofit. No one should be forced to pay for essential needs. We hope to become a reliable long-term resource that our community can depend on. They've also recently built a municipal shelter outside the store, which houses a community fridge and offers a place of shade and respite to the community. The necessity of mutual aid programs and
0: providing free access to healthy food for anyone who needs it cannot be overstated. In the description of this episode, we've included links to the Nashville Free Store website, where you can donate to help keep the store stocked, and to the Dark Matter website, where you can learn more about the collective and how they have used their time, space, and energy to better the Nashville community. While on their website, make sure to check out their Patreon, where you can also donate money monthly to ensure that dark matter is sustainable.
1: Have you ever seen, um, no. Okay. It's a five episode YouTube series. Uh, that came out a couple of years ago. It was like kind of big on Tumblr for a little bit because um, it's kind of like infinitely quotable. Um, and it's very funny and I think you should watch it. But <laughs> there's, one of the characters at one point just goes like, and I'm a cool drink. And like while you were uh like, <laughs> that's just like is what I thought of when I heard you go. Ah! <laughs> while you were just taking a sip of your water. It's very funny. You should watch it. Anyway, it should be a rock on this week. Wow, I think it might be. Great. Hi, I'm Rachel. And I'm Lauren. We
0: make music still together in the band Coping Skills. Perhaps you heard our last episode where we remade an old Coping Skills song (laughs) into a new Coping Skills song.
1: I'm glad that we decided to change that we make music into the band Coping Skills as opposed to we play together in the band Coping Skills because we're not playing. We're not playing. But we are making music. We are serious. (laughs) (laughs) And we also
0: now make make podcast in the band Coping Skills. Mm -hmm. Except as the podcast. more talk talk, less less rock rock. which is you're here you're here you're here for this the great show this This is more talk less rock. rock Catherine Edwards started booking shows in the mid-2010s and never stopped. She's faced an absurd amount of challenges over the years, enough that might make you or I slowly walk backward and slink away into the shadows of a stranger's dingy basement. But Catherine always persevered. She took what began as a curious interest and transformed it into a collective experience that benefits
1: both the music and greater communities of Nashville. Today, Catherine heads Dark Matter Collective, the all-ages DIY venue and community space in Nashville. Dark Matter has been a pillar of the community since she founded it and is a testament to Catherine's commitment to never quitting on anything you feel is worth putting the time and effort into, no matter what. Thank you so much for joining us. Of course, thank uh, you for asking. Episode.
0: Yeah, yeah, our pleasure. Um, would you tell us about your first experiences in music? Like, Did you start with playing or booking and what got you into it?
2: Like, do you want me to start, like, childhood back or, like...
0: Yeah, however far back you want to go, <laughs> we're happy to hear. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I
2: was like, how far back do you want me to go? Um, as a kid, I played uh, music. I played piano from, like, 5 to 13. I was in marching bands for a few years. I played Word. bass clarinet. Yeah. Um that's so sick. And that's, that's, like, most of the stuff I did as a kid. You know, obviously loving music, but um, I guess I didn't really get into, like, the live experience of it until I was in high school. Probably around, like, 16 when I first started going to, like, shows at this uh, community center that was in the town over. I'm from a really small town in Mississippi. Um, oh, cool. So, like, the town over had, like, a community center, and people started booking, like, these, like, you know, like... Screamo-y, metalcore-y shows you know it was like two I was in high school from like two thousand what three to seven so mm. that Hell era yeah, yeah.
3: Like, that yeah.
2: era of stuff if you could imagine what that was <laughs> you know so yeah. I did that whole thing and then I uh Left, obviously, I went to college in uh, Nashville. And I think, like, really what sparked me after college, I moved into a house that had shows in the basement. They had been having, like, shows there for about a year. And it was called uh, The Other Basement because there was a venue in town called The Basement. Um <laughs>
1: I just <laughs> got that <laughs> uh, Wait yeah. Oh like the
0: Like the Basement Yeah Well so we played a show We played like, in the basement We played it Well there's the basement played- In the basement east right Yes it was the basement In the basement east Yeah
2: yeah yeah It still t- It still exists Yeah
0: Yeah They're Oh I don't big. We played it one of them Last year And I don't remember Which one sure,
1: hmm. Which one's the smaller one Yeah
0: that's the real question
2: The basement is smaller The basement east okay. Is really big
1: I say played, really yeah. big but it's like it's
2: like you yeah, like 600 people big.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. We did not play that. Yeah, as far as coping skills goes, that is very big. <laughs>
2: yeah. I was like,
1: okay, cool. Gigantic. That makes so much sense <laughs> yeah, now. I, I like that was like move. a mind-blown moment of like
2: <laughs> <laughs> and I actually I had nothing to do with uh that name. It was already called because uh, we were like so close by because the the basement. Did you go I'm trying to think of when you would have Gone if Grimies would have already moved by, yeah. I guess Grimies would have already been moved by. Those. We went
1: to the new Grimies, yeah, yeah, sure.
2: okay, cool, yes. Yeah, so yeah. Grimies used to be above the basement because, like, it has right. like, the same right. owner. Uh, oh,
1: yeah, we talked to the people at Grimies about this. Wow,
0: it's all coming. <laughs> you're really bringing everything <laughs> together for us. And yeah,
2: blowing them I'm, to I'm me. glad I can open this up, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, Also, how did you get involved? Like, you moved into the other basement. What brought you into that house specifically?
2: It basically was, um, I lived with a roommate who, he changes his mind a lot about things that he's interested in. (laughs) He's like, (laughs) (laughs) I think is the best way to put that. Uh, He gets really into things and then moves on to something else that he's really into. And so his time dealing with having to, like, you know, hey, put this on the calendar and actually remember and be there and turn the lights on in your basement (laughs) for these people. Uh, It was eventually like, okay, I don't actually want to do this. And I was like, oh, hey, I have enjoyed coming to shows here before I even lived here. How about you just see if I want to do it? (laughs) And (laughs) And so the beginning of the very beginning of 2012, I think is the first time I actually booked a show.
1: So. <laughs> oh cool. Sick. Yeah. I like and that. You know, was like, at, like, hit up people. And like the other basement was the first place you'd ever you'd ever booked.
2: Yes. Mhm. And I guess cuz it was just mostly like it's kind of like the stuff that I do now. Like there are times obviously bands hit me up for them to book a show, but so often people just need a room to have a show that they already have in. So we facilitated right. that a lot. People would then start cuz I guess before it kind of was like whoever's friends with my roommate could hit him up and see if they could have a show at the house. But then totally. it turned, I guess, like, eventually it started growing more to bands just independently on tour or going on tour would just start hitting us up because, you know, we had, like, a, a Facebook and stuff like that. So then that's when I kind of got into, oh, I have to actually put the show together. <laughs>
3: yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah. And, like, run uh, the show and, like, run yeah. the door and, like, make sure everyone's on time. And, like... Yeah,
2: on, on time, yes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: non-punk time
0: yeah no punk time (laughs) well so how did um nameless fest begin and what is that all about
2: yeah so that started i am trying to get my years correct yes so i uh this is before dark matter this was like the summer the summer before dark matter existed yes um that the beginning of that year, I had kind of been talking with my partner, like, "Oh, there used to be different fests in town, like underground stuff all the time. Uh, there was like one fest that was the probably the the bigger one of the underground scene that used to exist for some years. Um, but they mostly focused on like kind of like garage, garagey punk, that kind of type vibe, you know, your ties and gals and stuff like that. <laughs> <For> um, sure. <laughs> but then they got like." mega super canceled due to some like assaults and uh,
0: you know some regular know, like a, diy bullshit yeah, 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 yeah <laughs> it was yeah.
2: like you know it was like a mini nashville burger situation that went on oh, so God. That, no. that, <sighs> that, f- that festival no longer existed um and yeah. other things were kind of just like you know like spur of the moment like oh we have these bands coming through we'll like put this together whatever and i had seen like other places had you know specifically dedicated yearly fests that happen all the time and so I was just like I had been thinking about that for a while I had asked a bunch of people questions because I had never done anything on that scale before Mm -hmm. uh Mm -hmm. it's like asking that many out-of-town bands come promise them money actually give it to them you know like yeah. that that level of promotion you know outside of like this one night of entertainment so um I managed to get you know bands booked up for that and we had it Uh it was the one and only time I will ever book a show outside by the way
0: oh god yeah <laughs> on an what, outdoor what stage of, what time of year was it it was June and it
2: totally Nashville. rained yeah, yeah. oh wow. <laughs> That that the the one day that was outside rain didn't rain the other two days. <laughs> I was like, of course, yeah, makes sense, but we still made it work. <laughs> so, uh, so that's when that started. It was the summer of 2015. Yes, yeah, so the summer of 2015 was the first nameless fest. Yeah, <laughs> cool. Yeah, and it was mostly because also with all of the other fests that I had seen you know the the super canceled one more uh, i'm not even going to say their <laughs> name you know it's whatever but not um, worth it it's fine. Yeah, it was canceled first it. it's whatever uh, yeah um it was just a bunch of whiteies. you know it's like obviously it's like that's just the thing that people just automatically do but it was so severely ridiculous that i'm just like not even like not even a white woman was involved. Oh
1: God! <laughs> and like that's
2: like, like that's like most people's bottom it's like line. Like the bare of, like, minimum. Like yeah, yeah right. It, it's like <laughs> just come get on. any
1: kind of woman in there. <laughs> any, anything.
2: And I was like, come on! Like this is absolutely ridiculous. So I was like, oh, what would happen if there was a festival booked that had everybody on it you know? yeah so yeah. that's that's imagine like, the yeah. possibilities yeah. imagine if everyone got to showcase their talents <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh god it sucks that that like still i mean even like 2015 that that was still a thing it's yeah. like i feel like that we should have all known better by then <laughs>
0: yeah. But we say the same thing now. Like we should I know. All know, and, and it yeah, still I has say, it's yeah. I to say it's still
2: not a thing. You know, it's it's still. I mean, it's a thing for for some for some people. But then there's even festivals that, like you know, I'll look at and be like, oh, I really like the bands that are playing this. But I'm like, but man, who booked this fest? Like, yeah, like, yeah. I like I like so many of these bands, but come on. <laughs> It's like
0: a hard dichotomy to fall in between uh, where you're
1: like, I do like what's happening, but also there needs to be so much more.
2: So much more. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So I guess at a certain point you didn't renew the lease at the other basement. Um, And then uh, I think were you kind of like booking still booking shows between like when you had the other basement as uh, a space that you ran and then like the space in between that and Dark Matter. Yeah, Uh,
2: yeah. Um, I was booking... Yeah, because, I mean, technically what happened, I lived in that house. uh, So it was kind of like a show house for like four years. I lived there during three of them. Um, Mm -hmm. Our... You know, the person who owned our house decided to kind of pawn it off on a management company. And they came into our house and looked at our basement that was, like, covered in graffiti. <laughs> 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 and they were just like, uh, you're not going to get a lease renewal. We're like, oh, we kind of figured that, I guess. So, uh, but, <laughs> um <laughs> yeah, I just started booking shows, at, like, wherever I could. Like, there's another venue in town at the end. I'm sure you've probably... Have you been Yeah, I was Yeah, yeah, you've been to the
0: actually, end. Actually, well, we were at uh, the same show together last yeah. year. Yeah, yeah, see. yeah.
2: Yes, exactly, yeah. So, um, and then I booked at... I'm trying to think. Betty's. It's like a bar over... Kind of relatively close to there. Um, There's just, like... It's in that in-between time of things existing... Um, there wasn't really a whole lot going on <laughs> in town gotcha. for like you know like uh, anything like DIY community based anything like that for shows. It was just kind of like put it where you can.
1: <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah,
2: because yeah, you know, a lot of houses. I I like. There have been some houses that have stuck around for years. I feel like probably the other basement was like one of the longer ones in like recent time periods where like consistently having shows all the time. Cause you know, I understand people get burnt out. I don't think that I would personally live in a house that had shows ever again.
1: I, I know the feeling. Yeah. yeah we've, it's both, like, we've both been there. I'm
2: yeah. glad I got that out of my system. It was great.
1: I,
0: yeah. That's a big relate. Yeah. So, so I get it. I, I never get mad at anyone who like has
2: shows at their house and then suddenly doesn't. I'm just like, i understand
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah it's like you've you've served like you've paid your tribute you've served your time yeah. like that
1: like, you, yeah, you, your dues yeah that's uh, you
0: paid your dues that's your, your diy dues exactly here <laughs> yeah. are three years of my life and my home and my living space now i'm going to bow out and somebody will take this from me
2: yeah, yeah. exactly you're hoping that the community continues here it is a little bit uh i feel like it's it might be getting a little more difficult, depending on where you live. Like, there's a there's a house venue still currently right now in town that '70s house that I have played at. It's actually funnily enough right next door to where the other basement was. Like, they oh, wow. are neighbors, and uh, and you know, sometimes you can get in like a good neighborhood. That one's like kind of like around like a bunch of like houses for like people in a college that's close by so people tend to be a little less serious about noise but like the more the city gentrifies and the more housing they tear down it's like no one's going to be having shows in their you know three thousand dollar a month house
0: oh yeah (laughs) right
1: right you
2: know like crazy stuff like that so it's just like uh, you know
1: (laughs) were you um were you playing shows during the time when you were also booking shows, or were you just mostly mostly booking?
2: I was only booking. Um, I did not start playing music with a band until I'm trying to actually even gauge. It would have to be my band donors. And I started playing in that band probably like in 2017, 16. 16, somewhere in there 16 or 17 was when we actually started playing as a band so up until that point I was I was pretty much just doing it just because I liked it <laughs> like oh, I didn't cool. have yeah. a, I didn't have a dog in the fight thankfully so, <laughs> okay, right, right. you know and like so yeah. many people would like I would book them they'd be like oh so like what band are you in? and I'm like oh I'm totally not <laughs> Right. <laughs> and they right. would just be like what <laughs> mostly because I, I guess like some people are surprised because they're like you're not going to try to just help me to get something out of me
1: later <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I guess a good point and you're like oh so you're not going to ask me to book you a show yeah, yeah, when I didn't, you I didn't, go uh, on tour
2: like <laughs> I just didn't even think about it and like obviously as time has passed people have told me much you know so many horror stories about like oh yeah like this and that. And I'm like, I did not have to deal with that because I wasn't in a band for the exactly. longest
1: time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's tough. <laughs> well, I guess we kind of like, we we kind of started booking shows before we had ever yeah, started a band too. But before I never really thought about using... that.
0: Yeah, I started booking shows like 2012, 2013. Like, mm-hmm. Ru- like I met Ruben and I was like, I want to learn how to book shows. And he was like, okay, I will show you all of the ways. And yeah, he yeah. very generously gave me a great, philadelphia diy education and that was a couple years before we even started playing music or being in a band so it never occurred to me to that i needed something out of
1: people yeah no i I
0: like music
1: yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) until suddenly you need something out of people (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) it changes the whole game like it just like
2: it it, sucks you in
1: (laughs) yeah yeah
0: well it just starts to Make you question your rationale, I think, on when you're booking shows, if if you're doing it for a like the good of the scene or because, yeah. oh, I might need a show in this town next year and this yeah. person might help me right. or might know who to help me. And exactly. I'd always rather do it for the former than the latter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like I need to like it. Yeah, that is my right.
2: only that's my that's my little only need is I need to like what you send me and I need to have the time to do it. That's like it. And if both of those yeah. things line up, we will make it happen, you know, because that's also like one of the really big, uh, you know, gatekeeping mechanisms that people use because it's like especially with the people who were booking shows like once again super cancelled people uh, it felt like you like while I was enjoying it because I was just like a complete onlooker for like a couple years of that festival and I did see some stuff where I was like oh yeah I got to see like you know like whatever bands and this is awesome but then actually honing in and like finding out information about different people who were actually involved in the booking process it was like I'm not actually sure if you care about any of this but you do know that you can get some greased palms out of it you know it's like (laughs) yeah yeah uh, (laughs) and it it just it's it's shown in how any of them you know like the ones that you know didn't get in the cancellation uh, that are left around it's like you can definitely see how some of them actually cared about it and are still involved in you know some sort the the music community as a large in some way, and the ones who completely one hundred percent are not. And it's like, oh, I I I guess you know the attention and any importance that you had ended. So you're just not. You just moved to something else now.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like it's it's not about you. You're not in it.
2: Yeah, yeah. That, that's happened a lot, unfortunately. <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: for mm-hmm. sure. And this is where I put it. Sponsored ad. If I had one! Sorry, lost the happy, but the happy's back! So when did you first have the idea for the original dark matter?
2: I started thinking about it as soon as the other basement closed. And there had been another DIY space in town around that time called the Owl Farm. And uh my friend Rose, she was a huge help with putting that together. Like she had worked in different uh community activism. Like so she like had like little hands here and there and a lot of different organizing. And she was part of the Owl Farm. And someone eventually, it might have been my I think it was my partner actually. Yeah, I think he introduced me. So uh <laughs> we uh ended up uh he introduced me to her and like we got to talking uh because the owl farm had also closed and I was like mm-hmm. well I don't really have a place that I can book shows all the time, you know, like where and also where you can pretty much, you know you could put down actual like these are the rules of how to keep the community safe, how to keep the community moving in a positive direction. You know, like venues are there just to be, be usually just venues. It's like you know they you know within legality's sake. Like if somebody's like attacking someone, they'll stop it, but they don't. You know, there's no like community spirit at all whatsoever with for those sure. sorts of things. And mm-hmm. so, like I had been talking with with her about it, and we were just looking for places to find so from yeah around the what was that maybe like June-ish of 2015 up until I think we eventually got the space and going in September and I just happened to find and it's so hard in Nashville to find any reasonable commercial space at all and so mm-hmm. I got connected with you know like a real estate person they brought me to this house and I was like That'll do. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it was like a two-roomed house that was like kind of close to the downtown area. Um, And you could definitely tell it had not been like kept up that well. (laughs) <laughs> uh, we had to do a lot of stuff to it you know we had to like take all these drop ceilings and I guess the reason why we got there is because it's like oh well people used to the house show experience right so having this in a house is not strange it Is also zoned commercial let's do it you know like that was pretty mm, much that's it that's
0: wild and, yeah, yeah
2: we have nothing let's do it
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah
2: <laughs> it was kind of how it worked out and so uh, we, we we did our best with what we could with the the circumstances you know of the the situation that we had there because we ended up having to like fix so much stuff and like there were like leaks in the ceilings that like you know it was like absolutely ridiculous oh, and that landlord was pretty terrible i mean like the fact that he had let the property dilapidate dilapidate like that and then still decided to rent it out for literally any reason was you know
0: but i'm glad that Telling he enough he
2: did so
0: yeah <laughs> how know. long were you in that space? We were there for a
2: year. We decided not to renew a lease. I was just like, at that point, um, some of our, because even though we, we were like so close to housing right there that sometimes we would get some neighbor complaints uh, for noise. Um, hmm. We only had the, the, yeah, as I was gonna say, the cops only came there like once for noise.
3: <laughs> they That's came not here bad once. For house, I yeah.
2: Like, <laughs> I, I was like, they only came here once. And to be fair, when that happened, it was just like, all right, they're saying there's noise. If we come back in 15 minutes and there's still noise, we're gonna have to give you a citation. We're like, cool, there's only one band left. And they only have like 12 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I specifically remember this show because it was uh, Torch Runner and Galgeway played there. And Torch Runner had these gigantic calves. And it was just of like, course they gonna, did. <laughs> we're gonna see how this goes. And we're just like, you know, like our wind is whipping. <laughs> and then, and then Galgeway is just like, Oh, yeah, since it's already set up, can we use your gear? And so there was another sit- <laughs> yeah, <no. laughs> And we were just like, "We'll see how it goes. <laughs> edge yeah. of the full stack and it sure went, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> And the show finished, and everybody had a good time, and that was it. Then we got a citation. Wow, that was the only time, but yeah, we decided to uh leave that location try to find something more I wanted to expand on the idea of the collective portion of it because while we were there there were uh, a handful of people who were involved uh, like on the Show booking side of things. A few people booked there frequently, but we're not part of any of the actual, like, you know, how are we going to pay this bill? And a lot of that ended up coming down on me and my partner a lot of the time, even though there were a few other people. And they did, you know, they helped as much as they could, but, you know, like, what can you do? So, you know, it ended up just being me, you know, and him spending a lot of our own money.
3: (laughs) For (laughs) sure. Yeah.
2: Sure. That, you know, the rent was paid. So, that lease ended a lot of people were like we want to be involved in the next version and we were like okay cool that's sick uh, and we found a spot over in west nashville that was an old barbershop um so we rented that out and we eventually had to we had to like gut that one out and uh because you know it was literally just a salon like it, you walked in there were chairs mm-hmm. there were you know hair sinks oh, stuff she, like yeah that. so and we had to like you know cap off plumbing, do drywall, stuff like that, paint and all this stuff. Um, And that was the second version.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's the version of Dark Matter that I've been to. But I, it has been, I don't know if I was only there in 2016 or if I was able to ever come back, but I'm not, I don't think so. And I didn't know that, I mean, except for that you very smartly left the the spiral thing in front of the door, the barbershop symbol, which I loved. Like, (laughs) You would have never known on the inside that it had been a barbershop. And I didn't realize that you all had to do a lot of that construction conversion yourselves. Oh, yeah. yeah, That's incredible.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Thankfully, we have a lot of uh, handy construction friends uh, afoot who are also like involved in some way with with dark matter. So it ended up not being like as ridiculous as it could have been. You know, it definitely still took some time. Um, But we were able to do a lot more. Uh, correction of what was going on than the the previous version, because the previous version was kind of like a lost cause. That house actually no longer exists because uh, there was an electrical fire on what? the oh other God. side, like on the other side, like our side, there was our side and then there was like a back portion of it. So it was kind of like a, you know, like a duplex, but yeah, yeah. Right. it looked like a house. So on the back side, uh, the landlord just piled, 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 like I had looked in there before and he just kind of kept it as storage. But it was like, I'm a hoarder and I'm just like literally floor to ceiling of stuff. Okay. And so a fire set in mo- amongst yeah. his stuff. And so the whole building went down.
1: And now it's, it's like just a, a field. room full of kindling. <laughs> How yeah.
0: long after you moved out of that space did that happen? Like,
2: oh, it was like, it was less than a year.
0: That's so scary. (laughs) I
2: I know. Like, thinking about that, I was like, all of our stuff could have just went up in flame at any time. And it's like, that is so, it was ridiculous. Because at first, I had thought that he didn't have power on on that side but I guess he had turned the power on on that side because he just once again it was just so packed with stuff that there's no reason for anyone to really need power over there because you wouldn't be there at nighttime because you wouldn't be able to see anything you know it's like (laughs) it's it's literally covering the light fixtures you know it's like
1: yeah yikes (laughs) oh god
2: yeah
0: (laughs) well I I guess you know on the note of like safety concerns and, and fires I know that um Dark Matter 2 had closed down for a little bit after the Ghost Ship fire in yeah. 2016. And so we were wondering like how that affected the way that you all as a collective like organized and thought about safety in your spaces.
2: Yeah. So, yeah, we closed after that. We had to work with codes to get our building up to, you know, codes up to the correct what they were supposed to have. And that was an arduous process mostly i think the the reason why i was a little bit confusing is because uh we eventually had to figure this out on our own because no one in the city could really give us an answer because no one really knew what knew what to classify us as because it's like we weren't Mm. strictly a music venue we weren't strict you know it's like well what what are you so we eventually got like meeting space like kind of, you know, like almost like a an office that had like conference rooms would be able to <laughs> yeah. have, basically. Yeah. yeah. And doing all of that really did, you know, it was very eye-opening, especially with like seeing what happened with the the ghost ship fire and just thinking about like, man, that's totally something that I could have been at. You know, like it's one of those things when you like think about it when you were just like, yeah. that could be something that I would do. And like when you actually It's just, you know, thinking about how to make sure that everybody can be as safe as possible. So uh, we knew at that point, like, uh, always making sure that, you know, your fire safety is completely on, your ability to, like, crowd control, like, you don't ever want, like, you need to have multiple exits, things like that, Um, Mm -hmm. which definitely obviously moved on into Dark Matter, the current one, because uh, before we opened, we definitely got all of our everything, all the paperwork checked off, everything had to be done. And, you know, two very specific specifications it was a little bit easier this time around, just because it was already used for something commercially that involved having a lot of people in one space. Mm-hmm. It, it used to be a hookah bar.
0: Oh, um, word. Hell yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. So it had already kind of, there was already stuff, you know, like there was already a ramp. To get into the building, there was our like there was some stuff that was like already on, like the bathrooms were already accessible, like the you know the door widths were wide enough because that was something that we had to do at second Dark Matter we had to like widen doors, so take frames off, cut them bigger, you know stuff like that, right? Yeah. And, I, and like you don't, there's some things like that that you don't. Sometimes you just don't think about it. And that's, you know, the privilege of being able-bodied sometimes when you, like, you don't have that perspective on things. Which has also led us to being able to reach out to people about those sorts of things, asking them how we can be more accessible and and things of that nature. Um, you, I guess I'm trying to see if I've, I'm, like, on the line of answering to your, your question
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah no that's that's exactly that's the kind I, of stuff uh, but, yeah, okay. that I was talking about yeah. it's you know until there is it it's easy to forget about some things until you're really forced to face it like, hey,
2: exactly like yeah. we all
0: were with what happened in Oakland in 24 in 2016 and the fire there um like nobody plans for something that tragic to happen yeah. but we all do need to do something about it when it does and it like it it's really great that dark matter as a collective like took all of those steps to be like okay what do we need to be doing that we're not doing to make sure this doesn't happen to us and our community and the people who come to our space
2: yeah that's that's like yeah. pretty much what it came down to it's like we just need to not have anything even close to this happen to to right. where we are. Like it's already <clears throat> it's already hard enough where we are to kind of get anything like this off the ground. Like the last thing we need is a safety violation. Yeah. <laughs> you know? That would be like the end of like DIY spaces on paper for like as long as Nashville could stand it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right. So I guess like um with the transition from from dark matter two to dark matter three, um, was there like a conscious effort when you were like looking for spaces to Try to find a space that was more like commercially viable, so that you didn't have to go through all that effort again um, to try to make it that way.
2: Yes, definitely. Um, and it was what ended up happening. I guess we left Dark Matter Two. Kind of were just like me, Olivia, and like Chappie. We were just like we don't. We don't really know what to do at this point. I guess we'll just start looking. But we were also just like we have got to figure out a different. Way to make this sustainable because up to that point, once again, we were all, you know, having to dip into our purses to try to make sure that something could withstand. And it was just like the burden of the, the financial burden was actually the most intense of anything else like sometimes you would like the community support you know would be great like if we put up like we have a gofundme because that's how the first one started there was i put up a gofundme we got that second one we had a gofundme we had another gofundme when we needed to do the repairs to get up to codes um but we were just like we don't think that gofundme sporadically are going to create sustainability for this and we think that it's something that is important to have in town because there are no other non-religious affiliated legitimate legitimate we'll put that venues in town except for dark matter like the only other one that has all ages availability is uh the end or sorry the end rocket town and rocket town is a christian-based organization Gotcha. Something yeah. or other. Uh, I don't. I don't even know if they have a denomination, but that that is their. I, and I also don't know how heavily they prey on youth <laughs>
0: to, <laughs> to
2: indoctrinate. I there's don't a really know. great
0: multi like uh, definition of prey there. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like,
0: like, like really nice word choice. Like <laughs> <you're sold.
1: Entendre. laughs>
0: Thank you. Yes, that's what I mean. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um
2: for the the for for 3 though we when we we were just like you know hands in the air what do we do we got hit up by um Donnie and April and Donnie and April uh used to run a uh, an all ages venue in like the late 90s early 2000s called Lucy's Record Shop uh because their friend Mary owned a record shop and there was a room in the record shop that they had shows in and uh you can like look them up you can see like they had some like crazy bands come through because you know late 90s early 2000s was a grab bag of stuff you know people who are big now like oh randomly converge played. you know it's like <laughs> <laughs> you know it's like stuff like that you know so uh uh and so they were like heavily into that but, you know they they you know got older had some kids got some big people jobs you know not doing stuff in music and uh they had seen pretty much the progression of Direct Matter. They had seen it open. They had seen it close. And then they saw it open again. They saw it close. They saw it open again with codes intact. And then they saw it close again. And they were just like, we need to do something to help these people. Because we see actually how hard they have worked at this. And, you know, we know that how ridiculous codes can be. And they managed to, you know get through that obstacle course of getting, you know, <laughs> official paperwork. So they were like, they might be the real deal. So like they hit us up, we met up together and they were just like, yeah, let's work together. Let's do something. And, uh, so we started looking for space, uh, and things that we thought we were like, we don't want to have to like, you know, do like a complete gut out of a building to make it usable for us. But, With that being said, in Nashville, the real estate, commercial real estate has been ridiculous for some time. And Mm -hmm. it has only gotten more expensive as the, you know, from initially looking in 2015 to like, you know, three years later, it's only going to be worse, you know. So we were just looking around, looking around. So many real estate agents wouldn't even talk to us when they heard any kind of mention of our budget. (laughs) Gotcha. (laughs) They were were just like not interested uh, or non-existent um so we found the building that we actually are in now and we just happened to me and olivia were uh driving around we just happened to see it we walked up to it we were looking at it we were like oh that looks cool that looks nice but it was still open as the hookah bar and we were like oh we didn't know because it was like had like you know like tinted windows so we were like oh wow oh i guess there are people inside there whatever but then the person that we actually got uh mindy to help us do the uh the finding of a place, uh, she eventually hit us up and was just like, hey, you know that place that you had mentioned that you saw, but it ended up being open? Well, actually, it's closed now, and they're selling their building. <laughs> <laughs> and so we were able, because, you know, we tried to do the whole rental thing for a while, but we were just like, that's not really sustainable if we're giving money to some random person and it's never ours. We could be kicked out anytime, any time. especially in Nashville. That is very common. Uh, right. So... They decided to invest in us, basically, and they bought the building. So they bought the building and they are our landlords. And, you know, they do stuff with commercial real estate, construction, things like that anyway. So it was in their wheelhouse to do. Like, it's not like this is some brand new, like they've never bought a commercial, but like they've done this before. So, and they are landlords. So that's very stable. You know, we have like a personal relationship with them. They have come to events, you know. So it's really worked out for us in this in at at this location uh, a whole lot.
0: That's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like having a personal relationship with your landlord is just makes a, <laughs> a, just like an unfathomable amount of difference. Especially yeah. like we all like even in housing situations, mm-hmm. everybody I know gets fucked somehow, some way, yeah. whatever with their landlords. And for the past year and a half, I've been living in a house where like the person who owns the house also lives there. Uh-huh. And so it's just me and him and just the difference is astronomical. Yeah. It's like, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's comfortable. It's like, I know everything's going to get taken care of because he lives there too. And he has yeah. like a personal investment. Yeah. It's his home. So it's exactly. just like, it, it takes so much pressure off, I guess yeah. is what I'm trying yeah. to say. But he's also just does. like your friend.
1: Yeah. And he is you know? my friend. <laughs> yeah. So even yeah. just like having that sort of relationship of like, oh, you're my landlord, but also like, we're just friends. He has joked about about the term
0: friend Lord. (laughs) 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 But, uh, wow. Wow. I think it's really awesome that other people in the Nashville community saw what y'all were doing, like kept up with it. And we're like, you know what? This work needs to be rewarded. And we have the resources to bring to the table. Mm -hmm. Let's make something work.
2: Yeah. It, it, it was, like we couldn't really have asked for anything more like completely clutch in the time of like absolute despair. We're like, we don't have purchasing power. (laughs) It's like, I went to school for art. (laughs) I have no money. So.
0: Wow.
1: So relatable. Yeah, just yeah. like
0: the, picturing the John Mullaney. I am very small and I have no money.
1: Yeah, and I have no
2: money. That, that, was literally, that was literally what we were working with. So.
1: Um, you haven't really been able to do shows at Dark Matter for the last few months um yeah. because of the pandemic. Um, so instead, it looks like you've you've kind of shifted the role that dark matter plays in the mm-hmm. community. Would you tell us a little bit about um, the organizing you've done, um, including the Nashville Free Store and what that's about?
2: Yeah, um, mostly in that situation. Like, uh, so we were definitely like we have an empty open building uh, when we first thought of because at first we were just like we don't even know if we can use a building for anything you know everything's closed we don't even know what the rules about a lot of things are (laughs) so it's like and they kept changing all the
0: time right yeah yeah yeah,
2: yeah. it gets very it gets very confusing so we didn't know what to do and then uh one day we got hit up by um we have a group in nashville uh, teens for equality and they had one of the largest uh protest marches in nashville up to this point, like that, like like just kids in in high school plan this protest, and um they hit us up because they were like, we want somewhere to debrief afterwards that's close to the downtown area, and we are relatively close to downtown, and we had them there for um just to to meet up after, have some pizza and things like that, and we were just like, oh, that we should really like shift our focus into seeing like what people need space for because we have all of it like we're not doing anything with this building and it might as well be used and so uh some of our friends uh sam molly and dylan hit us up about um running the Nashville Free Store, they had talked with people in Birmingham who ran the Birmingham Free Store. Um, and they had just made like that, you know, connect, city connect and had been talking about it for a while. And they were like, we just really need the the space to see what we can do. So we had them come in. Um, and that's why I wanted to like, make sure to shout them out here because they are really like the brain children of the whole project that's going on. And so they have set up, it has been like, completely ridiculously successful you know a lot of people have been bringing uh things for the shelves a lot of people have been coming and getting things off the shelves uh we also ended up having we have one of the nashville community fridges is outside of our building actually so people can come there all the time and put stuff in uh we just had uh i'm gonna forget I'm going to forget. This is informal. There was a group. (laughs) It's all good. There was a group in town that like came to us and they have an event called Parking Day where they do like outdoor builds for different organizations that they feel will be helpful for them. It's like a give back to the community type project that they have every year and they chose dark Mm. matter. And so now we have like an outside, like almost like a, awning slash storage unit that holds the fridge with a door and it has like other shelves in there is that people and it's waterproof so and weatherproof so if anybody wants to like come up while the free store is closed they can still put stuff on the shelves so we have like now we have outdoor space and we're using the inside for the store and honestly so many people have come like I'm talking hundreds of people have come that it's you know it to me I'm, I'm really glad that we have like open available space that people can use for such things you know
0: yeah it sounds like you've really made a lot of good use out of it in this time when like what you expected to be able to use it for is not an option
2: yeah 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 it's like that's we we'll get to that Sometime. <laughs> I'm not even sure, you know, you know, we'll get to that sometime. So we're just mostly focusing on, yeah, the mutual aid efforts that we can, you know, facilitate. That's kind of what we're doing at the moment. Uh, a lot of our... Um, you know, our Instagram and Facebook content has been really focused on how 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 people can get involved in their communities in different ways. We've you know had uh local progressives you know come to the space. You know they answer people's questions, do different things. We've you know give people information like if you are so inclined to want to vote, here is how to do this. You know, it's just like, right. here's, totally. how, here's how people can help you go do it. You know, it's like so many, so many different resources that we've tried to like put under one roof that uh, hopefully we're, I'm I'm like hoping that we are, you know, doing, you know, we're giving people the ability to be able to, you know, choose life things for themselves. You know, because I think that's the the main issue. That's always something that always gets kind of overlooked when it comes to like you know dividing line between mutual aid and charity. And so much charity is about. I feel very good about giving these things to people. You know,
3: <laughs> right? Like, yeah. I am a
2: good person for 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 giving these things, and and that's not. Like that's definitely not the image that we want to like dark matter is not giving anything to anyone, you know, except for the space for a community to help themselves. You know, that's, that's mostly what we want to focus on.
0: How did the Haley Williams Instagram takeover happen? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I am pretty sure that
2: Haley hit up uh, like dark matter in general. And uh, I think Olivia got back. Uh, to her because i guess she' was just like i just want you know i know who you are um i think it's really awesome what y'all do um i want to make sure that you stay around can can i help in any way and it was like do you want to do a, a takeover on my instagram and it was just like <gasps> <laughs> 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 so <laughs> and we were like oh cool so, that, I mean, that was, that was ridiculously, like, pr- pretty successful because, you know, there are still people in town. Like, we are, you know, the DIY space. Our capacity is, like, 150. You know, there are people in Nashville who do not know that we exist, but they know that Haley exists. You know, very exactly. strongly right. associated with Nashville. So, uh being able to post that up so many people just came out of the woodwork I'm like i didn't even know you were there i didn't even know that you guys existed <laughs> 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 so we we're just like well this is sick
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, this is what we mean when we talk about sharing platforms yeah, like, yeah exactly
2: yeah. it's like you know that you know you're like oh i could just put a you know i could just put like a little blurb about this thing but how about i just invite these people on and just be like hey here we are <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, she has the kind of fan base of people who actually care about things and, like, care yeah. about the things that she cares about. So it's mm-hmm. it's it's awesome to hear that, like, your experience of it was that people really interacted with it and were like, yeah. hey, it's cool to learn that you are here and it's cool what you are doing versus, like, you having a day where you've taken over this platform and... The fan base just doesn't give a it shit. It was like break like. ig- ignores it or Yeah you know. yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's really sick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um and then you started uh the Dark Matter Radio podcast in mm-hmm. quarantine too. Uh yeah. would you t- talk us about what, what your podcast is like?
2: Yeah. Uh so um I guess to, some backstory. I have done radio broadcasting stuff for some years like in college i did it the entire time i was in college with uh uh, the local station uh, wrvu used to be terrestrial now it's just only online but uh so i did that for yeah three and a half years then i had you know kind of a break because i was like "Uh, i don't really want to do the alumni track because then my graduating year was when after i graduated the next year it was going only digital and i was just like Who knows? You know, that's I could just have you a podcast or something if I wanted to. But that was like in the past when I like had no recording equipment, so I was just like, no. Uh, And then. WXNA is the local community radio station in Nashville now. It's a lot of people who used to work uh, with WRVU in the community and things like that, and they started this current station. and I was on that station for a few, couple, few years, and then I just got busy with dark matter stuff. That's basically what ended up happening. I was like, I don't really have the, you know, I don't, I don't have. So many things I'm spreading myself across. I don't want to do something poorly, so I'll have to cut something out. So I stopped doing that. And then, you know, now we have, like, we started our Patreon and things like that. And we were just like, what kind of content, you know, would people like to have? You know, it's like, we are a music venue. How about we give people playlists, you know, to listen to? But it was like, "Mm, we don't want to just, like, slap up a playlist somewhere. And it was just like, uh, and Livia was just like, you know, hey, how about, you know, they're There's an actual, you know, almost like a radio type, you know, program that we can have for our podcast uh, to promote, you know, our Patreon and other things that we're doing. And so basically, I just use the format that I've always done. Just now I am doing interviews along with it. So, uh, Mm. so it's still just me, you know, playing whatever it is that I'm, you know, liking at the moment or thought of when I was putting the playlist together, but interspersed in there i've been able to also interview different people like i interviewed olivia who also helps run dark matter but we were just doing like a little breakdown of like what is dark matter up to during coronavirus quarantine you know like helping people see like we're about to do this that was definitely like the beginnings of like okay the free store and all this stuff is happening here's some information if you need it um i've been able to i interviewed pierce actually also from soul glow i uh recently interviewed uh bliss cortez in nashville they work with the moth stories and they do a mutual aid like collecting plants that have been discarded to rejuvenate Mm -hmm. and give to people and they also put together like grocery kits so i've been able to like talk to a few different people and i've um definitely because uh I really like interviews. Are a thing that I really do enjoy watching, and so mm-hmm. it has been very interesting slash fun to be able to be like, "Oh, how am I going to, <laughs> how am I going to get to the nut of the situation?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like I'm like right for time. <laughs> It's like it's cool. We're talking about bands, um. <laughs> 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 but yeah. So far, so far, I've I've really liked it. I've been able to. I did not know how to record anything going into it, and somehow I've been able to edit together a usable material
1: (laughs) (laughs) that is the primary battle of the podcast the secret secret about podcasting is that it's not very hard (laughs) it's it's
2: fix it in post yeah yeah yeah. it's like we'll just we'll just squish that around
0: yeah it'll be fine (laughs) (laughs) yeah we actually had pierce on um episode 2.4 of this podcast and uh like interviews are something we do every other episode because it's Uh something that we enjoy so much. Like we don't want it to be just about, I mean, the show is about us and our friendship, but like we want it to be so much more than that. And I think it's cool that you've adapted like your previous radio experience in playlisting and been like, okay, I want to still do that, but with something extra, with something more to it. That's awesome. Yeah.
2: I think it's a little bit more it's just a little bit more interesting that way, especially when it's not radio, like me working on radio and someone can turn on, you know, uh, one of the stations while they're driving in their car and they're like, oh, that's cool. I hear Catherine. She's now playing this band that I saw at Dark Matter. You know, like, that's yes. one thing. But, but like being able to get someone to actually click on a link and take the time to, you know, put the- dongle in the phone or whatever (laughs) like the process that is so much so many more steps and like i know that to get people to actually do those steps is going to you just have to give us more more (laughs)
1: it's it's much more active listening versus the passive listening of like terrestrial radio
0: exactly
2: Um, it's not just turn it on and kind of just zonk out like you know
0: (laughs) right yeah it has to be intentional for sure um we you you've talked about this like intermittently throughout the the podcast but um like at, in summary i guess what would you say the values are that really guide dark matter as a collective
2: we are we hope to be you know in the most ideal situation we hope to be like the example of an all ages safer community space that is, you know, welcoming to an entire community that can, you know, give people the resources and the tools to not only be able to do things there, but to be able to take it, you know, elsewhere as well. It's like it's 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 one thing when you can be like really insular, but you also want to support people to be able to do whatever it is that they want to be doing, you know, and, and mm-hmm. if in any way we can facilitate any of those things i think that will be kind of on the right track
1: <laughs> it has been kind of awesome to hear like your trajectory and how it seems like you have kind of have this like unparalleled resiliency mm-hmm. between like how many times dark matter has reopened you know when uh you know, the other basement had to shut down, you know, continuing booking and and helping out, you know, your community and the music scene. Um, and I, I'm wondering how you personally maintain that or like what your mentality is when you go into doing all these things that that leads you to not want to give up or keep finding a new way to do what it is that you that you want to do or feel like you need to do for the people for you and for the people around you.
2: I think it is mostly I can really thank my completely unbridled stubbornness and hardheadedness where (laughs) like that 100% I can give it to that. I'm just like so it it makes me so furious thinking about giving up and like <laughs> you know like yeah quitting makes me angry not not having some sort of like uh this is like definitely like you know when you start getting into like kid who was you know in gifted class who's now like a neurotic weirdo so wow it's like, can't <laughs> <I'm late>. <laughs> <laughs> Was definitely part of that. I was just like, if it, I have to make it work somehow, we are going to turn this homework in <laughs> somehow, you know, like that, that's pretty much it. And I've managed to be able to surround myself with people who are really um, either equally as stubborn or extremely supportive of people who are you know it's like if (laughs) you know if they were like you know if it was up to me man I would have quit long ago but thankfully you are you are the person who is like not letting it go but I'm going to be a strong supporting backbone for the situation you know so it's been really great being able to I think it's not only just myself it's definitely all of us It's, it's definitely the community you know I feel like if after the first one and I had no support whatsoever. I mean, I would have definitely, you know, given it my go. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I wouldn't have not done it, but I know that it would not have been as successful as the the next two iterations had been. We're just, you know, we just don't know how to quit. <laughs> 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 we are the cockroaches of <laughs> underground. <music. laughs>
0: As in you can't kill us? Yeah. yeah.
2: It's like we're going to come back stronger. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> well, how can people support Dark Matter to make sure that you are never killed?
2: Yeah, uh, we have our Patreon. Our Patreon is up. Um, that's patreon.com forward slash Dark Matter Collective. Uh, we put up different content on there. Um, we're definitely going to be, you know, delving into some, you know, as a lot of venues have done, some like live streaming type situations with some artists um that'll all be up there um if people want to you know just even follow us just on instagram at dark matter collective because we post so many different ways in which people can do a lot of different things like if people want to focus on like helping out like the free store because the free store also takes you know cash as well like when something runs out and no one's there immediately to bring it like we're out of diapers we have to buy diapers if when people give cash to the paypal that paypal gets used to buy diapers you know things like that so yeah. anyway that people want to help out with those two things there, that's you know that's our two primary ways yeah follow on instagram just make keep up with what we're doing and We have like just links there to pretty much everything, like the free store, uh, their info, their um and they're at they're at Nashville Free Store. So if anybody wants to follow that to keep up what they're doing. So
1: those are like the two ways. (laughs) Cool. Well, thank you so much for for speaking with us today. This has been very cool.
2: Yeah. Thank you so much for having me on. I appreciate it. I really do.
1: Yeah, it was it was our pleasure, honestly.
0: We have a confession to make, which is that when we started recording this episode, we had not yet pre approved a tag yourself duo decision.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: We're very sorry for our lack of professionalism. We cannot assure that it won't happen again.
1: We are usually very prepared, though.
0: Yeah, we've become increasingly prepared as this show mm-hmm. has gone on. Uh, um, more than I think either of us had ever expected. <laughs> but luckily, <laughs> As we were cleaning up equipment from something we recorded previously, Lauren, by the grace of God, <laughs> said actually what I'm gonna do, I should put that thing I should put that thing back where it came from or so help me. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, Do you wanna do Mike was asking Sully <laughs> for tag yourself today? <laughs> <laughs> so that's what we're gonna do. Lauren? Yes.
1: Initial thoughts. Uh, my initial th- my okay, my instinct says I am Sully and you are Mike Wazowski. My instinct says the same. I don't know that I can elaborate. <laughs>
0: I I think um this is like one of those tag yourselves where We're going to have the same immediate reaction. Mm -hmm. I think there are counter arguments, but ultimately the immediate reaction will win out.
1: Sure. Uh,
0: The counter argument would be that it seems as though like the power dynamic in ways is that, I mean, Sully is the top scarer. He's number one. And Mike Wazowski is his like sidekick, helper, buddy guy. Right. And... I feel like we normally take reverse roles mm-hmm. in that dynamic, mm-hmm. uh, but Mike Wazowski also seems in charge.
1: Yeah, he is in charge. Yeah, I think that is very well established in the film. Is that he is in fact in charge? Yes. Um, I think he is less sidekick and more handler.
0: yes yeah they're like like the dream team the duo dream team yeah and uh I think Mike Wazowski needs a little more attention than Sully yeah um a la moi (laughs) (laughs) and is a little more well they're both kind of stubborn but different
1: Yes. I don't know which one of us would necessarily be more likely to get attached to a child that just finds itself in mm. our in our
0: lives. Yeah.
1: I feel like we are both uh I'm not gonna say anti child. But we are also not like
0: kid people.
1: I don't I don't feel myself as being very uh parental. Same feeling
0: i feel like i don't know what to do when a child is there
1: right which you could make the argument that neither do mike and sully that's true <laughs> that's they, true and they often do a very bad job but yeah poor boo i know she didn't deserve any of that no
0: she really didn't
1: um i feel like i am
0: uh more like voted most likely to get in a fight with ross
1: <laughs> <laughs> But you try to, like, play it cool to get what you want uh-huh. and, like, flirt a little bit so you can get what you want. But then when it doesn't work, you're like, all right, fuck this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm watching you, is asking yeah, yeah, yeah. Always watching. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like it's... I think this one's more of a vibe. Yeah. And I think, like, well, like, you know... I also think like it's kind of hard to tell which one of them is like the quote unquote lead character because I think this is kind of a particular film where like they they are really like a duo.
0: Yeah, there isn't one without the other. They're a team,
1: and like they need each other, right? Um, and yeah, I think just based on like pure energy, uh, I think you are Mike Wazowski, and I am. Sully. Sully Oh no, that is his last name. Sullivan. Mm-hmm. Oh no, James is that his first P. Name? Sullivan, right? James something. Yeah, something like that. I think like it's that. James P. Sullivan. Yeah.
0: If I if I you know if I had to lay money on it today, right now, okay. that's what I would say. Um yeah, Sully for short. Don't fact check us. I always wanted a nickname. <laughs> 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 uh so yeah, I think that was an easy, an easy, easy breezy, beautiful. Yeah.
1: Easy breezy, beautiful. Tag yourself.
0: <laughs> if you have any suggestions for us to tag ourselves, ourselves, <laughs> ourselves, ourselves, our individual selves, um, so that we can be more prepared for our next episode, please send us an email at moretalklessrock at com. Well, Lauren.
1: Mm -hmm. What would you like to rock on this week? There is, uh, I don't know if you ever saw this. It was kind of like big on Tumblr for a little bit. It's this YouTube web series. It's called The Gay and Wondrous Life of Caleb Gallo. No, I haven't seen it. It's very funny. I remembered that it existed like a month or two ago. And I rewatched it with everyone who lives in my house. It was (laughs) a huge hit. (laughs) <laughs> and is now regularly Made you really popular with the roommates yeah yeah it's now regularly quoted because it's very quotable um and it's very funny and I think you should watch it I think everyone should watch it um so I'm gonna rock on the gay and wondrous life of Caleb Gallo Beautiful. on YouTube what are you gonna rock Beautiful. on this week I am going to rock on
0: Saint Carly Ray Jepsen Wow. Um, I wanted to make sure for anybody who listened to our episode of Marissa DeBeas, at some point I was talking about how pop stars um, aren't like their team projects, you know, it's like there's a lot of collaboration that goes into making music. And I don't I'd use Carly as an example, and I don't want that to seem like a knock against Carly because I think she is everything that is good and wonderful and talented and beautiful mm-hmm. and uh god incredible pop music mm-hmm. dedicated chef's kiss dedicated b-sides chef's kiss emotion emotion b-sides she makes so many songs like that woman is hardworking and dedicated and prolific, <laughs> prolific as hell dedicated oh. <laughs> and I I love her so much so rock
1: on harley ray jepson wow give her a sword give her all of the swords (laughs) thank you so much for listening to this episode of more talk less rock we make the show we we record it
0: and we do the research for it and we don't script it and we are just happy to be making it it is our great joy in life and so thank you for listening to it
1: it is really like one of the things that has been bringing me the most joy the last couple months is just having this project to focus on, uh, and it's been very fun to be doing this with you, and uh, I'm very thankful for that. Me too. And if you are thankful for our our joy
0: and want to be a contributing factor, you can rate and review the show wherever you listen to it Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, wherever, etc. Um, and Subscribe and tell other people to listen to it, too, so that we all can just share the joy, the communal joy of more talkless rock. I'm Lauren. And I'm Rachel. And
1: And we're just happy to be here. I feel like that's
0: the big story this year is that everybody had really great plans for 2020. And then they were all, all just ripped away. Like, I was on the beach in Miami on tour in February, being like, wow, I have like a whole year's worth of touring scheduled already. And then two weeks, three weeks later, it was like, no, no you, you don't. don't.
3: <laughs>